truth. Why pray? For believers, prayer is supposed to be like breathing. Prayer is your oxygen tank. I remember when my mom was very sick and they gave her a little portable oxygen tank and we were getting ready to go to dinner and my mom is very self-aware of her her appearance and certain things you know she didn't want to wear didn't want to carry because it didn't kind of correspond with her style and she said to me do I have to take this little thing with me and I said yes it helps your breathing and she said but it just isn't my style and my question to her was well mom is breathing your style so this morning I say to you for believers prayer is like breathing is breathing your style if breathing is your style then prayer is your style we pray because God commands us to pray in Philippians 4 6 through 7 the Word of God says do not be anxious about anything but in everything pray and submit with supplication with set thanksgiving some of you say, oh, all that sounds all nice and fluffy, but I pray and it seems I can't get a break. And it seems that my prayers have made no significant difference in my life. I want to talk to you specifically this morning. Those of you who feel like your prayers have went nowhere. Many of us exalt our prayers as directives upon which we give to God as if God works for us. God Almighty is who we are called to worship, who we are called to serve. God is the omniscient one, the one who knows all. We tend to fail in our prayers because we often go to God in prayer as if we know it all and as if God is just a genie who's supposed to listen to our requests and magically work things out according to what we deem as good and pleasing. And then we have the audacity. When things don't work out according to our standards, then we dismiss our prayers as not being answered. Let me tell you this. Every prayer that has ever been prayed has been answered. The God that we serve loves us too much to ignore us. The creator of all things did not create us with purpose to ignore us. It's just that sometimes the answer to our prayers are yes and sometimes they're no. And then other times it's wait or not now. But we like spoiled children only want to hear the yes from God when oftentimes his no is a means of protecting us. And his wait not now is due to a timing issue. See, because God can't give you certain things when you want it because sometimes he needs to work through some things in us and around us so that we're better prepared to handle exactly what we're praying for. We have to stop throwing tantrums when we don't get what we want from God the way we want it. We have to humble ourselves and go back to him for clarification and directives concerning our prayers. James 4 and 3 says, you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly. He's very clear, you ask wrongly. 
There are three fundamental principles that we need to consistently allow to guide us concerning our prayer. And those principles are humility, faith, and action. First Peter 5 and 6 is humble yourselves. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. He may answer your prayer at the proper time. What does humility concerning prayer really, really look like? First and foremost, humility acknowledges God in all of his glory. Humility acknowledges God in all of his power. Humility approaches the throne of God, shutting down every ounce of residue concerning pride. Understanding that prayer is not a right, it is a gift. It is a gift that has not been earned for none of us is worthy to enter into the presence of God. That it's only because of his love for us that he has extended us the gift of prayer that allows us to enter into his presence, that allows us to lay our burdens before him, that allows us to seek understanding, directives, protection, and strength from him. We are to pray as we prepare for major decisions. We are to pray to overcome demonic barriers. We are to pray to gain strength, to overcome temptation, and to obtain the means of strengthening ourselves and others spiritually. Another component of humility concerning our prayers is that our prayers should not consistently be about ourselves. You're praying to God who is selfless, but you're going to him consistently with him in a manner of selfishness. Look around you with all of the people suffering around us, with all of the dysfunction in this world to selfishly go before God with prayers totally focused on ourselves is a poor and ugly reflection of our own hearts. Even when we have a disagreement with others, we should be mindful about how we pray about the situation. Think that we are praying for the person who we are in disagreement with. Praying, acknowledging that they too were created by God. That they too have a purpose that God has ordained for their lives and that God loves them as much as he does us. In Philippians 2 and 3, it says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. In other words, pray for others before you even ask God for anything for yourself. That's how you go to God in a selfless manner. It is impossible to talk about prayer without talking about faith. Mark 11, 22 through 25. The scripture reads as follows. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. 
And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. The scripture deals with our humility and our faith. When we fail to humble ourselves, our prayers are exalted wrongly. When we go before God with unforgiveness in our hearts, our prayers are exalted wrongly. Many quote the 23rd verse of the passage, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. See, we love to hear about the blessings of God. And many of us flock to those whose ministries are fixated on teaching prosperity, which is fine. But know this, if anyone teaches you on the blessings of God without exalting the principles affiliated with the promises of God, then their message is deceiving and will lead you astray. Their message will lead you down a path where your faith will be compromised, questioned, and even diminished. You want your prayers answered? Then you must always be mindful that every promise from God is upheld by a principle. Notice in the passage just read, the principle exalted is rooted in your ability to forgive. Forgive if you have anything against anyone so that your father may also forgive you. Every moment that we bask in the spirit of unforgiveness, we're holding up our own prayers. So while you're counting God as the one not answering your prayer, you're actually the one holding up your own prayers. Some of us say, I have forgiven this one or that one. Just be mindful that the one that you are praying to is the one who also knows all, the one who can see your heart and read your mind. So any unforgiveness that you may be harboring, I want you to know it's blocking your flow of blessings. And also be mindful, God doesn't have to ask you if you have forgiven. He already knows. And he's just waiting for you to acknowledge and to ask for his help concerning your struggle with even unforgiveness. The prayer least prayed but most needed is the prayer for God to show us ourselves. This should be the prelude to every prayer concerning every situation we take to God. Pray, ask God, show me me. Many of us are afraid to pray that prayer because if truth be told, we do not want to see ourselves. And finally, we have to discuss our actions and reactions to prayer. Again, we are to pray for understanding, directive, strength, and protection with the understanding that for our prayers to be answered, that it may require us to put in some effort. It may require us to do some work, to maintain some patience, to seek, to communicate with, and even give unto others. When we pray, our faith is not based on just our belief concerning God's ability to fulfill our prayer requests. 
The faith that we are to have when we go to God in prayer should be a faith that is undergirded by our trust in his word. Our trust in his way being the only way. Our trust in the way of righteousness. With that in mind, it's hard to say that we pray with faith while living comfortably in our own sins and with deliverance regarding our sins never being the topic of our prayers. No, we do not need to be perfect or sinless to go before God in prayer, but we need to have enough humility in our hearts to recognize and acknowledge our sins. We cannot confess to have faith in God, to love God and be comfortable with what we know goes against the very will of God while asking him to fulfill what we have willed for him to do. Think about it. How many of you are anxious to give your children the things that they want when they continuously go against your rules and your mandate that you have set for your household. You're not too willing to grant the the wishes of that child, are you? Where do you think that comes from? That comes from the Spirit of God. That whole attitude comes from the Spirit of God. So why do we think that we can be comfortable living outside of the wills and the ways of God and He just come and grant our prayer requests with no questions asked. God is not our genie. God is not our personal magician. He does not grant wishes. Prayer is about establishing a sacred time of communication between us and God. He already knows our hearts and our minds, our desires and our needs. But we pray as a means of humbling ourselves. We pray as a means of walking in faith, knowing that he has the absolute solution to every problem. That God has the right directive for every path. That God has the ability to provide the strength we need to overcome and pursue all things. We pray because God has given us dominion over everything on earth. He literally put us in charge of everything. Just imagine someone giving you a house. No mortgage, no anything attached to it. It's yours. But then they give it to you and they want to come in and out as they please. They want to set the rules as they please. That would not sit well with you. God gave us dominion over everything on earth. And he is not a God who reneges on his promises or takes back his gifts, nor is he a God that forces himself on us. So God Almighty, with all of his power and all of his might, will not interfere in our lives without an invitation to do so. And prayer, every time that we submit ourselves in prayer to God, is an invitation that we extend to him to interfere in our lives. 
which is the premise upon which the principle of 2 Corinthians 7, 14 was written, which reads, if my people, which are called by not my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. We are holding up our own blessings. It's on us. We are holding up our own healing and our own deliverance. So again, you ask, why pray? <laughs> Let me ask you. Elon Musk is considered one of the richest men on earth. If you had free access to him, his cell phone number, his home number, his address, and he told you at any time that you needed anything, come to him, call him, anytime, day or night. Would you do it? Would you utilize the access given to you? Well, because when you have access to the King of Kings, the one who hung the stars in the sky, the one who granted you access to eternity in heaven, if you are smart, you bask in this gift given. You are thankful for the gift given and you humble yourself and you remain in constant contact with him. Why pray? Because you can. As I strive to answer your questions, I want to always remind each of you that in the word of God lies all truth. Any inconsistencies found are only due to our inconsistent commitment to study. Be blessed.
Never, never too 